The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Beyond the Fairway Podcast, Doug Smith alongside Will Lowry. Very somber day this morning here. Um, Will, Lee Elder passed, man. He passed today. Like, that that was the start to my day. And, yeah. um, you know, we have John Lester coming in here this, this week's episode. And sorry to put the dampening on it. But but you're talking about a guy, Will, four-time PGA Tour winner, played on a, a Ryder Cup team 1979, and broke the color barrier at Augusta, nineteen seventy-five, we lost the icon. We lost the legend. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think about you know, Mr. Elder all the time. You know, obviously, I have one of his iconic you know hats behind me, nineteen seventy-five. That you know, uh, the Curry brand and Steph Curry kind of did to memorialize what he did at, at Masters uh, that year. But uh, I mean, just to think that you know that he's gone. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I had many conversations with. With him about life, with about uh, within the golf, the golf space of how to handle this, how to handle this moment, and one thing you can say about you know Miss Elder is that he really cared about growing the game and getting more minorities out there to you know to be in a way better position that he was ever in, you know, and um, you know when you called me that morning this morning and told me the news, you know I was I was taken back you know and, and then I started seeing all the. Uh, the, the the tribute to uh, to himself uh, on on social media and uh, it was tough man like it, it's no it was tough it, it, it was tough and, and and you know we all know what happens in life but you know to think that it happened today a little unexpected so obviously yeah, I'm just cl- go out to him and the family but I am proud that he did get his moment uh, at Augusta National this year as an honorary starter alongside Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player that that mattered you know we talk about things that that matter, especially here in golf, that mattered. And uh, one thing I, I think is poignant to say, Will, is is people don't understand what he went through in 1975 um, as the first person of color to play golf in the Masters. Death threats to deal with unimaginable racism and, and levels of bigotry we've still yet seen since. Um, I think tough is never... He's always nice and humble, but tough is something that we never say about Lee Elder. And that that's a tough dude, man. So, uh, shout, you know, um, um, our condolence to to the elder family and his wife Sharon. So, um, praying for your healing and, and blessings in this time. And um, but we'll also, and I, I, I hate to say it, man, but Bryson got his ass kicked at the match. I watched it. I don't know if you had a chance to catch it, but I took some time to watch it on Black Friday. And Bryson got that ass kicked pretty good, man. Brooks came out like a prize fighter. You know, you know, I, I, um, 
I'm a strict sign guy. You know, strict sign is 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 uh is who I'm affiliated with. And to see Bryson from making an announcement that he's you know team strict sign to going out there whooping ass on a golf course and whooping you know some whooping somebody whooping up on somebody that you know kind of they had a little quarrel you know yeah. over over this this past uh, season. Brooks is Bryson's kryptonite. Okay, I like that. I'll take I that. Think, I think he's a kryptonite. I think we know Bryson's a great player. We know he's he can handle any adversity, but I think Brooke just, <laughs> he just gets on his skin. Like, I was not saying Bryson's a geek, but I was the geek in school, and there was always just the, 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 the basketball player who can hold better, just was Rico Suave. And, when he, you know, when he come around, I just I always fade in the back. Just always fade in the back. Well, just, okay, well, it's time to talk to somebody that doesn't fade to the back. Uh, <laughs> we got a three-time World Series champion, five-time All-Star, Mr. John Lester, coming in here to go beyond the fairway. So without further ado, here he is, John Lester. You up next. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Beyond the Fairway podcast, man, my homie, my favorite client. That's what I got to say, Will. It's my favorite client. You know, John Lester, John, I, you know, I, I hate to say this, man. I know you've been on a few different teams since I saw you last. So I don't even know where the hell you at, man. But welcome in here. What's happening? <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, just chilling the offseason right now, man. I, I, I apologize for Doug energy. Sometimes you can just be skyrocket but welcome welcome here it's, man we, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna bring in slowly and then we're gonna hit you with that energy <laughs> no, hell no hell no I, this is me john john has had to go through club fitting with me will multiple occasions because what a lot of people don't know and so we're gonna start john you're kind of a club geek kind of like me man how, how how'd you get to this this equipment lane where you just you know keep up with the uh with the times I I think meeting you kind of helped me help me do that. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I I didn't really know much about you know equipment a few years ago, um, and then and then getting to know Ian Happ with the Cubs, he was big into it. Um, you know, I think that's really kind of sports. You know, kind of the way it's going with an- analytics on everything, and, and golf is a big big uh, proponent of that. And to sit there and listen to you talk about spin and launch angle and all this stuff was was kind of fascinating that drew me back to you know trying some other things but you know i just i like the new you know you know, kind of the new stuff everybody likes new shoes they all like the way new clubs look and um you know you just feel good when you when you pull those pull that plastic off those clubs and, and go out there and hit them for the first time you know you know john i kind of want to stay in that same vein um when it comes to like uh, you know the equipment space is that the same as baseball too? You know, do you have a thousand baseball bats in in your garage? <laughs> like, I, you know, I like this black one, but this brown one feels better. I don't know if I said that right, but yeah, is, is, that, well, is that in the same well, space? Pitchers, they try to they yeah, the trip pitchers they try to limit the amount of bats where we get. <laughs> um, I think we get like six at the beginning of the year, and if you're really bad, you go through those and they'll, they'll order you some more. But no, I mean. 
I've I've never really been a picky guy when it comes to like my glove. Um, you know, I've I've had a webbing that that I've used you know since I got I think really into pro ball. Um, the only thing I really tinkered with was the size of the glove. Uh, as, as cameras got better and guys got better, you know, picking pitches and stuff, the, the bigger, the better, the glove, you know, you could hide a lot of stuff in there, uh, movement and, and ball placement and all that. So, uh, other than that, no, man, I mean, I think all the analytical stuff and, and all that is all the tinkering is, is, you know, your hands and your, uh, delivery and your body and all that stuff more so than, than the equipment. So John, let's get back to it. Let's get back to the beginning because you are a five time all-star. You got a couple Three rings, if I have that right. You got three rings? I think it's three. Somebody gave me some bad yes. info if it's wrong. <laughs> but look, <laughs> how do you how do you balance like how do you balance the damn golf? Because you're like you're like a real golfer, like almost obsessive, right? But you got this job that you kinda gotta do to get this bread. So like how do you balance, you know, your infatuation for the game with work? Well, I, I mean, being a pitcher really helps that. Um, you know, only working every five days, you know, I've got four or three, uh, down days to, to play. Um, you know, really the only time I don't get to play a lot is, is during the summer when we're at home, just cause you know, when you're at home and your family's there you can't come off a, you know, eight day road trip and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go hit the, the course, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. So <laughs> that doesn't go over well, but, um, you know, and I've been fortunate to be, be a part of some teams that, that have, a, a group a good group of golfers so you have guys that are like hey let's go play here hey let's do this um give me give me know, a couple give me a couple names john Lewis. john let me get a couple names uh well like back in the day with boston it was beckett and wakefield uh we got lackey into golf uh which was cool um when i got to the cubs it, like i said it was ian happ mm. arietta played uh jason hamill who's a really good stick played uh, so I had those guys, uh, Tyler Chatwood, um, you know, you had, you had a group, you know, you had guys that, that were interested in it. So they'd get you out there. Uh, when I got to St. Louis, now that was a whole nother ball game. <laughs> those guys wanted to play golf every day. So, so you kind of so, had to, <laughs> so do you find, do, do you find it that, you know, when you have a group of golfers on your team, the team dynamic gets a little stronger? It can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I know for me it made getting to St. Louis a little easier just because, you know, I, I got to go play golf with guys and get to know them, you know, away from the field, which is sometimes easier to get to know guys away than it is at the field. Um, you know, I know, I know for myself that's that's a personal thing. Like when I'm at the field, I'm working. You know, when, from the time I show up to the time I leave, I'm usually doing something to get ready for my next start. So I'm not always the most approachable guy when I'm at the field. Uh, but when we're playing golf or hanging out, you know, I'm just – you know, you, you don't have that baggage, you know, kind of hanging over you. Now, John, I'm, I'm, it's good to know that golf actually kind of helps, you know, things kind of in the locker room, helps the team meld. But what are the similarities between specifically pitching in, in the game of golf? Because I, I find every player kind of has a different role. Uh, and as a position player, like, what what is it about pitching and golf that do kind of go together? Well, I think it's it's similar in the in the aspect of you know we, we throw one pitch and it, it may go our way it may not so in golf it's the same way like you, you prepare for a shot and you know you may hit a good one and, and you kind of just move on to the next one and, and get ready for that one where or maybe you pull hook one into the water and now you got to kind of regroup um, you know give up that two run homer or whatever and you got to kind of regroup 
and move on to that next pitch. And I think that's that's kind of the big thing for me is I feel like, you know, anytime you see, you know, in these like celebrity pro amps, like the, the good golf, good baseball golfers, like you said, are usually pitchers, not only because of the time that we have, but also I feel like we're able to, when something goes wrong, we're able to kind of, okay, so that went wrong, move on to the next shot or move on to the next pitch. Now, now, John, don't don't blame me. I'm just the messenger that is trying to have a conversation, and I hate to bring it up, you know. But but no, no, we're no. talking about regrouping, and we're talking about you know when things go wrong, you know. In 2015, I read that you didn't make an attempt a whole year to uh, to pick off the uh, the player at first base. You you made no uh, you made no attempt to throw to first base, John. I have to know, man, yeah. like, how do you, ha- it, what is equivalent to golf versus that yip? So golf yips and we have pitcher yips. Give me, give me some type of similar, give me some type of similarity. Uh, you know what, man? And I, if it's I a sore subject, we got to talk about it. Cause it looks like you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I don't mind. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I've told people before, you know, if I, if I knew, if I knew how to fix it, I would fix it. Cause trust mm-hmm. me, I mean, it's, it's a lonely place out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and when the whole world knows something and there's really nothing you can do about it, mm-hmm. you know, that's even a, a more lonely feeling. So, yeah. um, you know, like I said, people ask me it all the time and, and it is what it is. And, and I'm, I'm completely honest with it and, and, um, forward with it, you know, and like I said, if it, if it was something that I knew, you know, where it started, how it started, um, what causes it, how to fix it more importantly than, you know, we, I would have done it, you know, I saw, I saw where you, you know, where you, you, you throw the ball into the ground, one hopper to the first base. I think that's equivalent yeah. to me, you know, putting from the fairway. Cause I can't chip to save my life right now. I had the yips when I chip. So, <laughs> So you yeah. gotta find you gotta find means to get the ball in the hole. And you gotta find means to get to the first base. So I can I can I can. Yeah, exactly. he, he, and, he and, does have three rings. That's true. And yeah. a no hitter. So yes. Uh, <laughs> you know you do you do other things to get to to get by too. You know, like I, I tried to to vary my looks, vary my holds, slide step. You know, and and try to try to do stuff to give the catcher an opportunity to throw the ball, throw the guy out. And really, after 2015. Um, you know, if you eliminate that year as far as stolen bases, uh, you know, we did pretty good from from that point forward. So I was pretty proud of myself on, on mm. that and proud of the, the guys that I threw to that, you know, gave me the opportunity to kind of put that in my back pocket and, and not really think about it anymore. Mm. Well, John, you talk about like having that kind of team there to help you out. How'd you even get in the game of golf? Uh, well, my, my grandpa was you know, he's a lefty too. So that, that helped. Um, he loved golf. My dad and my uncles loved golf. Um, you know, I think really anybody in our generation, we all got into golf when Tiger Woods took the scene, you know, like that was, he got a whole new flair, a whole new Tiger Woods. I said, yeah, we've actually had that statement by a lot of our guests that they got into the game in that 97, 98, 99 era. Yeah, and and they made it fun, you know. Everybody, nobody watched golf back then, you know. Like, if there was nothing on TV, you'd you'd see maybe your dad or you know somebody watch the Sunday round. You never watched a Thursday or whatever um, of round of golf on TV. So unless it was the Masters, you know, like that was really 
the only time I ever saw my family watch golf was if the Masters was on. Um, so, yeah, man, I think that's when when golf became fun. Golf became, uh, I think, more than just your country club uh, snobby type thing. You know, it became, hey, let's get our buddies together and go have a good time. And it don't matter where you play or where you tee it up as long as you're having fun and, and enjoying a great game that, you know, it's kind of like baseball. There's no time limit. You know, hopefully mm. there's no time limit. You don't want to get kicked <laughs> off because you're, you're taking too long. But yeah, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like you, you, you're out there for a leisure walk or, or just a, a Sunday afternoon hanging out with your buddies. Do, any libations fit- out there? John? Hold on, wait, hold on. You got any libations, though, when you do play, John? We got to understand something. <laughs> oh, I know yeah, you're a Miller yeah. Lite guy. I know you're a Miller Lite guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be a few of them. You can't not go without a few of them. Hey, the, the, you know, making golf fun, and he said Tiger Woods started his new era. Do you feel like right now there's another level of making golf more fun and more comfortable? Do you, are you happy with the, some of the traditions or, I guess, some of the, the transitions the golf uh, game is making right now? Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing a really good group of young guys. Um. Oh, dad! Dad tell, alert! T- tell me, say what up? Um. <laughs> no, I think you're seeing a, a a good group of young guys. You know, I think the older guys are kind of loosening up. You know, you're kind of seeing Phil, um, you know, bring kind of that old veteran, uh, fun. Just wants to hit bombs. You know, kind of. You know, his his swag, I guess, to to the game, and I think social media is helping that. Um. You know, like I said, I mean, these guys, all these young guys now are coming up were, were Tiger Woods dudes when they, you know, when he was a kid doing this. So now they're kind of bringing that same thing. I love, personally, I love the camaraderie of golf now where guys are like waiting when their buddies are winning tournaments. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I like that I stuff. Like, I want to see the other side. I want to see the other side. Where's, who, where did, I, where's this talk, though? You know what I'm saying, John? You don't, you're yeah, a baseball I, player. Like, I like that, you know that too. Yeah, I like that the you know the match stuff, you know the, the the match they're doing after Thanksgiving now with those guys. Um you know, I've always had an idea that you you do that with with you know certain athletes and and I think you should make it bigger and that way you get guys more comfortable. You know, when it's just two on two, I feel like unless there's a lot of libations involved, you know, like you, you're not really loose. Um you know, but if you get a group of you know, if, if you do it like Ryder Cup style where you got all these guys, mic them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mic them up. Do a five second delay just in case something is said that's not supposed to be said <laughs> or whatever. And right, you know, like it, it, and have fun with it. I think you're going to get more of a of a crowd, even more so than you would um, any other time. You get the people that you know like the Tom Brady's or like uh, you know whoever you get to do it. Right, right. So you, you said something about social media, John, and I got to ask you because it's like you know it's. It's the only topic in golf right now, so sorry to all the other tours, etc. I posted a video last week, three seconds. Did you see the video? What was your take seeing T-Dubs back swinging a club if you did? Oh, man, I think everybody's love, you know, loving seeing that. Um, you know, to, to what extent he can, he can do, I think, from this point is kind of gravy for, you know, not only him, but for us. You know, like, obviously, he probably wants to get back to being number one in the world, but um, you know, as a fan, as, as, you know, not only a fan of him, but the fan of, of golf, anytime he's around, you know, it just adds that extra component to the, to the tournament or to the event, like a Ryder cup or, or whatever. So, 
if he can just get back to to being um you know just being able to get around do do the healthy, Ryder Cup right? stuff just to be healthy yeah just be healthy you know be be good be able to move you know like he said before with his back surgeries and stuff like there's a there's a quality of life that that we all kind of strive for and and hopefully he can get to that point but is it fair though John this is what pisses me off and yes we are media we're also golf channel but what I don't appreciate and I'm will I want you to take here too and as an athlete John I want you to weigh in for sure isn't it annoying like for the media to put so much on Tiger with one swing video. They're already talking about him playing in the Hero uh, this weekend down in the Bahamas. They're already trying to say he's going to play yeah. with Charlie at the Father's Son. They're trying to get him ready for the Masters. It's like, whoa, he hit a golf ball on two feet. Can we just, like, do you ever feel that? Like, damn, uh, John Lester um, is it was, was out drinking beer last night. It's like, God damn, I can't have a beer? Like, how is that? Yeah. Well, I think I think sometimes people put, you know, not only like Tiger. I mean, obviously he's on a huge pedestal, but just athletes in general, where they, they think you're a robot, you know, or a robot. It, it, it's we're all human beings. We all have a heartbeat. We all have thoughts, whether they be positive or negative. And in a situation where where Tiger's at, man, like yeah, let's just celebrate the fact that he can stand on both of his feet without crutches. And actually swing a golf club. Like let's just celebrate right. that for a That's minute. Absolutely. And, and before we move on to the Masters or before we move on to the hero or whatever. Like let's just say, hey man, that's a lot of hard work that got you just to that point. Just there. Right. See? Yeah, yeah like John, we, let, we here, man. Let's let's have a congratulations first and then maybe tomorrow we can talk about you playing in the Masters. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. let, let's 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 celebrate guys first before yeah. you try to put all these you know, eggs in his basket before he's even ready to, you know, who knows, maybe he had crutches out there to that practice, right. you know, to the practice spot and Absolutely. could stand there and just turn on it. We don't know how he even got to that point. So. Absolutely. I I got, so John, I have, I have a question. So, so when, when Doug and I, we, you know, we head to the golf course, I think Doug fears me when I, when I come to the golf course and, and about the play. he fears me, you know, he may not ever admit it, but I can tell his demeanor, his cadence, his gait changes a bit. Is there, and I'm not saying you fear anybody, and Mr. No Hitter, I'm not saying you fear anybody, but is there anybody when they come to the plate that you're like, gosh, he's 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 here today. He, I, I got to be on my square. Anybody like that in baseball? Well, What's, I mean, I think there's always there's always somebody in a lineup where you're you kind of you know you're you're looking for him. You know, hey, where when's this guy's spot coming up? But there's always a guy somewhere in a lineup uh, that you probably wouldn't know their, or you might know their name. You might not, you know, he might not be a star, but he's just that guy that owns you, you know, like you can't get that. <laughs> yeah, no Doug, you do, you hey, John, that. talk to Doug. He understand. Keep, keep on going as you continue. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, it, like I said, it could be a nobody. I mean, and, and, and it's second and third with two outs. You might as well just walk him, you know, and you're like, right. why is he walking the, the eight hole guy? You know, he's only hitting 200 for the season. Well, because if you look, he's hitting 800 off me, so I need to move on to the next guy. <laughs> you know, so. It, but, I mean, I, I remember I remember kind of my first, like, oh, damn moment in the big leagues. I, I made my first start at Fenway Park against the Yankees. And, you know, Johnny Damon leads off. Then Derek Jeter hits. And then, you know, then it was Alex. Then it was Teixeira. Then it was, the, you know, and it was just like, God dang. Man, I all them names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. He just so, like. I mean, it, it was. It, it was that like that. 
that was kind of like, oh, you know, ooh, I, I got to be on my on my game here, and it, it, I wasn't. But um, yeah, Doug. Yeah, so how do you handle think... Doug? How do you handle me when I come when I come to the golf course? What, what do you do? Uh, what do you pray? <laughs> what God do you pray? Who do you, do you pray? What do you do? What do I you just do? hope you bring your own clubs because if I recall the last time you was here, you had to use one of my backup sets. You know what I'm saying? But it's just cool. John, uh, there's one thing I always wanted to ask you about. Glad I got you on here. When you left the Cubs, you bought the city of Chicago a beer. How the hell do you pull that off? You just swiped your card at all these places. You know, it's like, hey, just go there. It's on me. It's like, what the hell? Man, it was it was a lot of trust. Um a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I can't take credit for. A um, couple of my buddies. Well, you met Nick the one day he came yeah. in there, so he he helped me he helped me run my charity for the last uh, eight years, nine years, however long we did it. Um, and we're always looking for ways to to be a part of the community. And uh, him and another good friend of mine that actually used to work at Miller Lite came up with this idea and. It was perfect because of where we were at in the world with the with the pandemic and you know obviously restaurants and bars were struggling with business and and uh, you know with all the restrictions and the outdoor seating and all that stuff so we had these four bars uh, in Chicago that had this big outdoor seating area. Um, That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, you, yeah, you just... it was great. And, and and I mean, to to my disadvantage, to Chicago's advantage, it was like a perfect weekend for drinking it was good weather football on all weekend and uh they ran the tab up so it was cool like it was obviously something unique and i think that was that was kind of special to me is just the uniqueness of it john you just mentioned uh charities and i'm i'm think you're mentioning uh you're referring to never quit charity yeah yeah how, how is the never quit charity where, where are you guys right now well we're we're kind of in a stall point right now just you know, we always have the online stuff that's going on that people can always make donations or still send baseballs or still send stuff like that, which obviously isn't as personable as, as what we like to do with the in, in-person in stuff, getting kids to games and stuff like that. But, um, you know, with the future, with events and, you know, everything going forward, hopefully we can, you know, figure some stuff out. Me bouncing around from cities uh, this last year hasn't obviously didn't help that situation, but. Hopefully we can continue to, to make it grow. Um, you know, I think we're over or close to $1.5 million, the total that we raised. So nice. we've done, we've done a lot of good work and hopefully we can continue to, to keep going and, and get some more uh, money for this research. I, I, I just don't know which hat to wear, John. I've got Boston. I've got St. Louis, Chicago. Washington. <laughs> Me either. Chicago, Me either. Man. I'm right there with you. Look, and you know what? I'm going to ask you a question before I really wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up only how we do here and be on the fairway. But what's it like being in free agency? So I've been in it twice and obviously two different points in my career. One uh, very high demand and one not demand. So <laughs> completely different Two uh, different scenarios. spectrums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first time was awesome. I mean, you know, you got people – wanting you, like to, talk to you to just <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 cool it was all i mean i would never i wouldn't change a day of that whole ordeal even as stressful as it was uh wouldn't change it this last time you know going in i knew where i stood i knew you know coming out of not a great year coming out of a half a season and all that stuff um you know where i stood i just didn't think it would be where it was, you know, I thought I would at least get an offer or, you know, something from somebody, 
before mid-January. And, uh, you know, the, the Nationals kind of just by happenstance uh, came to fruition just on uh, my agent talking to uh, to Mike Rizzo about somebody else and, and my name came up and 48 hours later, I'm I'm a Nat. So, you know, a little, little weird, but, uh, Damn, you know, it, yeah, it is. It, and, and, you know, this year's, you know, you got a frenzy of, of, of signings going on right now, you know, to, to try to beat this deadline come, was it Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whenever it is. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been crazy. The last couple of years have been crazy with, like I said, the pandemic and then, uh, personally, and now with kind of this lockout looming over everybody's, uh, over everybody's head. So the first time when you did go into free agency, did you have to look at the courses like in the area to be like, okay, I can go to Chicago. We got, we got Bob Lincoln <laughs> over here. We got, we, we got, got, we got a couple courses we can play. We got Butler National, yeah. Chicago Golf Club. Man, like, I, I, I wish I could rattle off all the Chicago clubs I got to play, but I didn't get to play many of them just just because of the well, one the travel. I mean, it's like an hour to every one of those courses. Um, but that's, that's sad. You know, the that's, the, the that's vision is great for golf. That's yeah, I know. Shame, You're telling John. me. Well, John, we appreciate you coming in here. We got to send you out the only way that we do it, Will. We call it rap foursome. John, you're going to go play golf with four rappers. You're not going to get this question anywhere else, I promise you. Four rappers, so you're playing a five ball. Who are you pull up to the course with? Ooh. Uh, can they be uh, – do they have to be alive? No, dead no, or alive. Dead or alive. Good question. I should have said that. I usually do. Didn't do. I got to go – I got to go old school. I got to go um, – got to go Biggie. Okay. Storyteller. Got to go – I mean, you, and it's it, – it, it probably wouldn't be good, but you got to go Biggie and Tupac right back to back. It, right it, there. it, it wouldn't be good. It, it's not, war, no. It'd be Vibe Awards uh, all over again. No, you can't do that. <laughs> okay, it's your first one. I'm not gonna... I'm trying to think. Let's go. I think it would be okay, hilarious with Snoop. Ooh, Ooh okay. Got to have Snoop in there, I, I think. And then I guess P. Diddy on the back end. See, I, he's in mine. A lot of people wouldn't put him there. He's in my rap force. Man, I, I just know he's just trying to have drama that day. Gee whiz. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be entertaining. Man, nine irons to nine millimeters. God, leave. <laughs> Block nine irons. Yeah. Gee whiz. Okay, I, I like it. You know, control chaos. I'm all, I'm all about it. <laughs> Well, John, we appreciate you so much stepping in here, going beyond the fairway, letting the people know that you are an actual golfer. You know what? I'm just saying, if if the free agency don't work out, you know, we might be able to help you get some sponsors exemptions into some of these tour events. Maybe send you down to Latin America, Corn Ferry, but we can we can get you cracking, man. <laughs> Perfect. And I, and I got I got a I got an aluminum bat over here too. If you trying to find bats, let's go anytime. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. John Lester, everyone. Doug, that's your boy. Now he's my friend too. He's my he's friend, friend too. He he he's he's like I'm glad he could relate that, you know, when we go to the golf course, I am your Brooks, you know, I am your Johnny Damon, you know, just 
I, I mean, I scared the heebie-jeebies out of you, right? So, I, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have something in common, bro. I, 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 I love that. But, you know, one of the things I really kind of, uh, I wish we would have touched on a bit more, Doug, is I would love to know the, the picture point of view when it comes to the analytics because they're they're starting to change a game up in baseball where they're they're kind of mirroring that of what golf does with analytics analytics and you know uh swing path and you know getting away from the traditional feels of the game i wish i would have got a little you know a little more uh in-depth answer on that but it was a great conversation man we, and i'm glad we can go came play by. with him later and chop it up we can go play Go play with him, you know. John, yeah, I mean, he's, it's the off season. Granted, he's in Atlanta, so it's cold, so we can't really just pull just, up on it. I, I just, but, I just, I hope his off season doesn't extend until, <laughs> until forever playing season because he's free agent. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big shout out, to John Lester. It's funny we even talked about the match. So during the match, and I didn't say this because I wanted to talk about it right here. Lester texted me and was like, "Hey, Dougie, what's up with that new that new driver that Brooks is playing?" And I was like, "Hey, man, it's solid. You should you should you should come be fit." You know, that's that's usually my response. The thing yeah. about clubs is every club is good, just not every club's great for you know an individual. So go be, go get fit. It's my PSA for the day. But Lester called me about the driver, and you know what? He's gonna put the put the Strixon driver in, in in his bag. So I know you're gonna be pretty excited about that, Will. So, um, but. But that, that's what matters, though. John is such a golf geek that he watched the match and was like, I want that Brooks Kepka right there. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got to talk, and I'm glad he made some time. Come in here and go beyond the fairway wheel, but it is that time, and let's go ahead and get to it. It is the Shake of the Week. Shake of the Week. Look, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Look, we yes. talked about it a couple times already. Bryson DeChambeau, you hit the ball far. We get that. But guess what? In the game of golf, there's other things that you have to do to be successful. You got to chip it, wedge it, hit iron close, and you got to roll that rock. You didn't do that in the match on national television. You try to talk a little smack to Brooks, but here's the thing. Brooks takes all smack talk and internalizes it and becomes a superpower. And you just, you went up against a force. You went to, Basically, like Will said earlier, you went up against Superman, uh, Bryson, and you got knocked down. Look, you can hit it further than me. You can hit it further than Will. Probably combined. But you got that ass kicked by Brooks Kepka, and for that, you were in the shank of the week. Bro, don't don't be volunteering me like he can hit it for it. Don't, bro, don't don't put keep my name out your mouth when it comes to hitting the ball. Bro, don't do that. Don't do that. Two eighty down me. the middle. Will you don't, I mean, he got you don't, he got four forty. You, you don't even know me. You don't even know me like that to be just saying you know my distance and my driver. You don't know me like that. Uh, my shank of the week is probably to myself. Um, I'm on. <laughs> I'm, I'm on. I, I, I'm, I don't know if this has anything to do with golf. You know, sometimes shaking the week is, is my one form of therapy. Um, let it how up. how long, Doug, should I keep repraying over leftover food from Thanksgiving? Like, I mean, I, I'm. It's getting to the point to where I, I. It's getting to the point. I think God is getting mad at me. Like, I'm like God about the stuffing. I know. I'm not saying you didn't make it nervous for my body the first time, but you know, can we do it, um, again? Can we, can we do it one more time? Just. Just one more time, because I, I think we're on the border of uh, we're getting uh, salmonella. I just wonder if it can save me one more time to where I can uh, can make it nourish my body. And in Jesus' name, we pray. And I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if my prayers on voicemail. I don't know what it is, but I, I just want to know. I think I get shaken the week because I'm I'm going on to we're going on day four or five, man, of of leftovers. And you know, I had a, had a lot of food, and I'm 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 keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I might be a week and a half in, and I just need to know 
how long is I mean how how low and how long can you go is a question. How long can you go? I I'm a three day guy. I'm not eating no more damn turkey after three days. I'm not gonna go no turkey hash. Mm. I'm not making no more turkey damn uh, sandwiches. I'm not doing none of that with the little uh, Hawaiian rolls. Not gonna happen. Uh, no Hawaiian rolls is a dessert too. <laughs> it's like a cake. It's no, no, I was like, I was like, mash show with some rice krispie treats. Oh, Hawaiian rolls. Never mind. <laughs> you know what? But but my family was so country wheel. They my dad would always make the greens right for Thanksgiving, but he would freeze half of them for for Christmas. So I think that's kind of the rule. Like if you eating Thanksgiving dinner at Christmas, that's a problem. You got a problem. You might have salmonella. You might have E. coli. Get that checked out. But hey, we appreciate y'all rocking with us as always. Dougie Fresco, Will Lowry. Big thanks to John Lester coming in here, going beyond the fairway. Listen, follow, subscribe. Y'all know what to do. Share it. We on social. And you know what? Pay attention to our social media channels this week. Right. Man, we appreciate y'all, man. We'll be here next week. Holla at you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.